You are listening to the Crosspoint Fellowship Podcast. This series is called Restored, where we're taking a look at what happens when the kingdom comes close. Uh, imagine, 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 imagine you are at a, um, at a party and you've got, uh, you've got, your, uh, you've got your, your cup, your drink, your, 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 your beverage of choice in hand, and you just kind of walk around, beverage of choice, because, you know, one person's party is the next person's rave, or maybe you helped Paul clean the bathrooms or whatever, you know, and, and, and you're, you're just kind of walking around, and, and, and invariably, invariably, you're going you're gonna to meet somebody new, right? You're going you're gonna to meet somebody brand new, and, 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 and if you're the extrovert, if you're extrovert, you, that's why you went to the party, because you just wanted to meet somebody new. If you're the introvert, you, you know, somebody forced you to meet somebody new. And, and you're walking around, you, you meet somebody new. And, and, and what's the first question you, you ask? What's the first question you want to know? What is your name, right? Well, you want to get, get their name. And, and then if you're, if you're female, if you're female, then that question leads to about 30 more questions. How oh, do you have kids? And, and what, what's, their, what's their names? How old are they? And what, what school do they go, go to? And just question after question after question after question after question after question after question that, that one question went to. Now, if you're a guy, if you're a guy, you ask, you, you know, what, what's your name? You know, Walter. Walter's, Walter. So, Walter, what, what's the next question? What do you do, right? What do you do? What's your job? What do you do? You know, question of identity and question of work. What do you, what do, you do? And Walter, I'm, I'm a welder. I'm a welder. Cool. Walter, welder. Hey, I need a, I need a new new drink. Nice to meet you, Walter. Nice to nice nice to meet you, right? And that's if you're a guy, that's that's all the conversation you have, right? That's it. You just you just walk on. You that's why you're carrying around the drink, get you out of the conversation you don't want to have, right? That's that's why you carry carry around the drink. So, so I gotta fill my drink, and and then you go you go fill your drink. You stand next to your wife or whomever, and you're like, Hey, I I met I met Walter. He's a cool dude. And what'd your wa- wife say? Does he have any kids? I don't know. Does he have a wife? I don't know. He's pretty. His his name's Walter. He's pretty cool. He's a welder. You don't know anything else about him, do you? No, no, I don't. We want to know who you are and what you do, right? That's the first two questions that we ask of anybody. Who you are and what do you do? The the work, work is actually the first activity that God gave us. Work's the first activity God gave us. In in Genesis 1.26... Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. They will reign. We as humans will reign or have dominion. You go and have dominion over this earth that I created. He created all this earth and all its glory and all its awesomeness. And he said, you have dominion over it. Work was the first activity that God gave us. What was the second activity? 
Then God blessed him and said, be fruitful and multiply. Growing a family was the second activity that God gave us. No wonder so much of our identity is wrapped up into our work and into the sex that we have. Right? It's the first two things that God gave us. It was work and identity. Or in sex. No wonder it's so wrapped up that we get so wrapped up in those two things. Now, the second we're going to leave alone for another day. I'm talk about work. What's work? What's work? If you defined work, what is work? It's, it's to be engaged in activity to achieve a specific purpose. Engaged in activity to achieve a specific purpose. We're starting, we're starting a brand new series today. Actually, the first Sunday in the series, we had a prequel sermon to the series that we, we did on podcast only. So you can go and find our podcast on, on, our, on our website, cpf.me forward slash listen. You can go find directions on how to do podcasts. And if you have an iPhone or iPad or if you have an Android, or you, can, you can listen to our, our podcast as you're driving or as you're mowing or as you're talking to somebody else because you don't want to listen to them. What, whatever, whatever you need, uh, you can listen to our part, podcast. We're going to put, put, uh, uh, put some sermons during this series uh, only on podcasts because there's so much in this, in, in this series that we wanted to cover. But can't just quite get there on the on on Sundays and and, and we we started with restored life uh, on a on a podcast that we did this week and this series is called restored and and we like stories of restoration or we're kind of picking the car theme of 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 of, of restoring cars a beat up car and if you saw the video I was uh, 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 in front of a, a hundred and thirty thousand dollar car to buy it brand new it's not going to be mine it was the the guy that that is on the right hand side if you leave the Leave Republic on the right-hand side of the road. He's he's like, yeah, I'm gonna. I bought it for like thirty thousand. I'm gonna spend like ten thousand on it. It's gonna be awesome and, and brand new. So I was like, hey, can we do this trailer in front of it and 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 everything? But we love the stories of restoration, whether it be cars and overhauling and pimp my ride, or or homes of extreme home makeover, or our bodies with extreme body weight loss makeover, you know, thing, whatever, you know. Uh, or, or whatever, it's re- restoration. We love stories of restoration. In last series, we were taking a look at what the kingdom was. So that's great that, 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 that we know what the kingdom was, but when we become a part of the kingdom, what does it do in our life? What does it do to us when we become a part of the kingdom? And what we looked at in the podcast was that Jesus showed up with a kingdom declaration, uh, a, a kingdom good news of saying, hey, the good news is this is the time you've been waiting for. The kingdom of God is close and it's obtainable. Just repent and believe. And so what then Jesus did was he did several miracles in a row. If you, if you read through Mark, he does several miracles to show what happens when the kingdom com- comes close, that lives get restored. And it's more than the physical life gets restored. There's something inside of each one of these people that gets restored. And the first thing that Jesus does after, after this kingdom declaration of Mark, he goes and recruits some, some, some guys. Some guys to follow him. Four to be exact. Two sets of brothers. Fishermen. 
Peter and Andrew, and James and John. And Peter and James and John became his, his boys. Ones closest to him throughout his three years of, of ministry. But Mark, because he, he, he likes to write fast, he, he talks about immediately Jesus does this and immediately Jesus does this. He doesn't go into the details about, about how Jesus, Jesus recruited these guys. But Luke does. So the only time we're in this series, we're going to be outside of Mark, will be, will be today. Mark covers the story, but he doesn't go into detail. We're going to be Luke chapter 5, starting in verse 1. And you can follow along in Hardbound Bible, or we're going to throw the scriptures up on the screen. But if you have a tablet or smartphone, uh, we encourage you to download the Bible app. We put events in the Bible app, and we put all the verses in there, so you don't have to flip around everywhere. You can even take notes straight into the Bible app, or, or uh, post to Facebook. And we encourage you to post to Facebook what God's showing you about restoration. But, but if our work, if something needs to be restored, what, is it, what does it have to be first? It has to be broken, right? You don't need restoration if it's not broken. So if work is to be engaged in activity for a specific purpose, what is broken work? See, if, you're, if you have a job or work that is broken, it's not because you don't do activity. You show up and you do activity. But when work is broken, it's that second part. To achieve a specific purpose. It's the purpose that's broken. And maybe some of you are like, yep. That's why I don't want to go to work tomorrow. So in this story, we see both broken work and restored work. We're going to pick it up. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out in the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When it had finished speaking, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a single thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full of fish they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. For he was awestruck by the number of fish that had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. We see broken work, we see restored work, all in this one story. So how does work get broken? How does work lose its purpose? See, when we work, and the work doesn't produce results, it starts lacking purpose, right? Right? When you don't see the results you're expecting, it, 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 it is discouraging. You, you start lacking purpose in your job. And if, you, if, you, if you don't see any fruit, if you don't see any results, you start just working for a paycheck, right? 
So what happens the other 28 days out of the month when you don't get paid? See, God created this earth from the very beginning so that in such a way that we really didn't have to work for the fruit. Really, all our work was supposed to be was to harvest and glean the fruit. It was a part of the brokenness of, of, of us sinning that caused us to sweat and toil. Genesis three seventeen and to the man he said, Since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the crown is cursed because of you. All your life you will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grains. By the sweat of your brow, you will have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. For you were made from dust, and to dust you will return. God intended this creation to just be kind of self-populated, just kind of so that we didn't have to sweat in order to get results. But because of the brokenness of the fall and the brokenness of sin, now we have to sweat to get results. There are strikeout days now. You get home and you're just like, what did I do? I had activity, but what did I really do with my day? Anybody have that day? You look back and you're like, what really happened today? Did I accomplish anything? I did and did and did. I don't know if I accomplished anything. See, we see Peter and, and his boys have, have that sort of day. They were professional fishermen. That's how, they, that's how they earned their living, and they lacked results. And when you're lacking results, another thing that breaks the purpose and broken work requires a master. Did you hear it in Peter? Master. Master. Hey. We worked all night, but we didn't catch anything. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. See, broken work requires a master, or in our language, it'd be a boss, just somebody that we, when we show up to work, all our work is, is to do what they say. Hear that in Peter? Well, I just do what you say. See, Jesus was trained as a carpenter. His, his father was a carpenter. He would have been trained as a carpenter, turned rabbi, telling a professional fisherman how to fish. Don't you think Peter was a little bit like, oh, I'm just going to show you that this ain't going to work. You don't fish in the broad daylight. You don't fish out in the deep. I did it all night long the way I was supposed to do it, and I didn't catch a darn thing. So whatever you say, boss, you've never said that to your boss, have you? Nervous laughter. You can laugh, your boss isn't here, I don't think. <laughs> Whatever you say. See, this isn't anarchy. What I'm, not, I'm not just, you know, get rid of your bosses or don't listen. To, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when all your work is is show up and do what somebody else says, 
it lacks purpose, doesn't it? It lacks purpose. And with all of this combined, without results, without, with, with just showing up and doing what somebody else says, what happens? You get discouraged. You can hear that in Peter's voice. Well, I guess you can read it in Peter's voice. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all night and didn't catch a thing, man. I'm discouraged. I'm disappointed. I'm tired. I want to go home. I want to eat breakfast. I'm done with all my work. You want me to go out again? What are, you, what, what are you setting me up for failure, bro? I'm already discouraged. What, what, you want me to be more discouraged? Hey, ladies, 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 ladies. You know this, right? When your man comes home and he hasn't caught a thing, what do you do? Leave the brother alone, Right? He's like, I don't want to get all caught up in that mess. You know, he spent, he spent all morning casting a rod into the sea. <clears throat> right? He comes home, you're like, I ain't getting up all in that mess. So he sat in the deer stand all morning long. Got up at the crack of dawn all morning and sat there all morning long. Come home. I didn't see deer bunnies all over the place. Man, happy, happy, happy bunnies. Not bunny season. Stinking deer. What do you do? Leave him alone. Yeah, shoot the bunny. <laughs> Leave him alone, right? Jesus didn't get the memo. He was discouraged. Worked all night long. Nothing. Jesus didn't get the memo to leave him alone. Those of you that may be like new to the Jesus thing or just coming back to the Jesus thing and you're not quite sure about the church and the God and the Jesus thing and like I'm just here or I heard something, I saw you on the website, the big yellow sign or whatever. Here's what we want you to get from this series. First of all, that... The Bible deals with real life. Sure, it wasn't written yesterday, but it deals with real life. Broken work. We want you to realize like, like this is how life is, but that there's hope in the middle of this brokenness. That the Bible actually gives us more hope than anything else out there will give in the middle of our brokenness. And in the middle of the brokenness of, of Peter's work, we see Jesus actually starting to give hope that the future can be better or certainly will be better than your past and your present. See, that's what hope is, is, is the certainty that your future will be better than the past or the present. And some of you may be sitting there going, there is certainly no hope in the future of my job. The future of my work. All it's going to be is show up on Monday and Tuesday and Thursday. And as soon as I wake up on Monday, you know what I want to do. I want to get to Friday at 5. That's it. And two days out of a month, it's better. Because what do you get? Money, 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 money. Right? That's it. So how do we see restored work? <laughs> First of all, Results give life, right? 
results gets life. When we start seeing movement, when we start seeing results, we, get, we, we, we have a little bit of life in us. Guaranteed. When they put those nets out and they started to pull them up and they couldn't, they weren't tired anymore. They weren't discouraged anymore. They had life. They had energy. They had vigor. They weren't worried about how hungry they were. They weren't worried about how they didn't get any sleep. They weren't worried about how they would like to just get to bed. They weren't worried about, there's a murder load down there and we got to get it. And I called out to the partners. Hey, 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 come here. Come here. We hit the jackpot. Results brings life. Brings energy. And actually, you know what? When you start seeing that, you work for more than a paycheck. You'll do more work than your paycheck says that you'll do. Why? Because the results is what you're looking for. That's why you work to, to, to achieve a specific purpose. That's, that's why you work. And you know what? God wants you to have the work that you're going, I don't care about the paycheck. The paycheck's nice. Obviously, I have to have the paycheck to live and, and buy food and blah, blah, blah. But, but I work for more than a paycheck. I, I work for the results that, that God wants to give me. And, and, and let's talk about that for a minute. Who produced the results in this story? Sunday school answer? Jesus. The boys didn't get the fish to hop into the net. Jesus did something. What did the boys do? Just heard and followed. No matter the reason why, even if it was just to get Jesus off their back, they heard and followed. Now, if you're a skeptic of Jesus and the God thing, be careful trying to get Jesus off your back because you may just find the mother load. But God produced results, and it brought life to them. Why do people come up here on Saturday to work and get this, get this all back together, you know, to tie this into church? And people serve in the, in, the, in the kids' area and serve throughout the week with admin and all this, and we have a great group of team members who, who do so much. Why do they do this work? Because at minimum... They have the vision of seeing the results that could be. The results that could be and they want to be a part of it. That's why we work. Because it's more than a paycheck. We want to see the fruit that God wants to bring. But what else do we see in restored work? Restored work gives us a Lord. You're like, wait, hold on, hold on. Are you just talking about the boss thing and doing what he said and blah, blah, blah? See, a master and a Lord are two different things. Did you notice what, when, when, how Peter switched? He went from master, I'll do whatever you say, to Lord, I'm a sinful man. Get away from me. Now, when I was reading this a couple of years ago, I was like, wait a minute. Jesus said, go fish. He went and fished. He brought in a mother lotus fish. And he tied that to the fact that he was a sinful man? 
Guaranteed, every redneck out on the lake yesterday. If they cast out and caught a fish every time they cast out, by the end of the day, they weren't, they weren't on their knees going, Oh, Jesus, I'm a sinful man. Right? What were they saying? Thank you, Jesus. Should I go to the casino? So what is up with Peter going, I see all this fish. I'm a sinful man. Now, this isn't the first time Peter encountered Jesus. Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law, which for some of you just brought up a whole new strand of questions. Why'd you let the man in your boat? Why'd you go fishing with the man that healed your mother-in-law? Different sermon, different day. He just heard Jesus teaching. Then he saw something he could not explain. Done in a way he didn't know how it was done. And then that one word, Lord, he, he's calling Jesus Messiah. He's calling Jesus the one they've been waiting for. He recognized that, that this is the one the Old Testament was talking about. This is the one that was going to come to restore Israel. To make things the way they were supposed to be made. Maybe Peter really didn't understand what Lord meant at the time. But he recognized this was the guy coming. Like, this was God. And that this dude, this guy, this guy standing in my boat, like we're in different hemispheres here. I am not the same as, if this is the man we've been waiting for, he doesn't need to be in my boat. I don't need to be in his boat. We're in different hemispheres. I'm in trouble if this is the guy that, that like, I'm a sinful man. This isn't good. What did Jesus say to him? Hey, don't be afraid. Why did Jesus say don't be afraid to him? Why did Jesus say don't be afraid to Peter? Why did Jesus say that? It goes back to the sermon that we had on podcast. He came, Jesus came, to bring the kingdom close to everybody, especially sinners. Especially those who realize that they're messed up and broken. And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't be afraid. I came for this moment right here. I came to bring the kingdom close to you. I came so that you can experience having a Lord, having somebody, see a Lord in that day was somebody that was, that was, yeah, he was over all, he was over all the kingdom, but he was supposed to take care of everybody in the kingdom. Everybody in the kingdom was, was trusting the Lord for their provision. So everybody in the kingdom, as they had a good Lord, as they had a good, had, had a guy who, who did take care of them benevolently, that's easy for me to say, with compassion. What do you do for a guy like that? Above and beyond, right? 
When you have a Lord that takes care of you with compassion, you go above and beyond for that Lord. And what Jesus is doing is that he is restoring the provision back to the way that it was supposed to be. See, God created this earth in such a way for Adam and Eve, for Adam and Eve to look at the earth and go, hey, you have just given us complete provision forever. Forever. We know that you will provide abundantly for us. And Jesus is restoring, Jesus is restoring that provision back to the way it was supposed to be. And in Matthew 6, he tells us this, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously or seek righteousness and he will give you and God will give you everything you need. Jesus was said this in the middle of, of telling people, don't worry about where you get your clothes. Don't worry about where you get your food. Don't worry about where you get your house. Don't worry about all of that. Jesus know, or God knows all of this. The Father knows all of this. And guess what? All you have to do is seek his kingdom and seek his righteousness. Live underneath his lordship because you know what lords do? They provide for their people. You know what good lords do? They provide for their people generously. You know what the perfect Lord does? He provides for his people with abundance. Now that does mean that we still live underneath the curse and that we got to sweat and toil. But you know what that also means? That inside of our sweat and our toil and our difficult times that he will still provide. We, 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 we went through an 18 month period and really still kind of coming out of that where, where, where we just didn't know and there were days, there were nights, we sat on the couch, we're like, I don't know. I don't know where this is going to come from. But you know what? We didn't miss a meal and we always had a house. And, and we didn't seek the kingdom perfect, per- perfectly. We wouldn't get an A for that. But a guy's not looking for A's. He's looking for, do you seek me? Do you seek me? And no. And no. That the Father will provide. And he wants to provide with abundance. It gives us a Lord. It gives us somebody that will compassionately and abundantly provide for us. We just have to seek his kingdom first. Live in his kingdom. And he provides for those inside of his kingdom. But the best of all, the best of all, restored work actually restores other people's lives. What did, what did he say to Peter? Hey, 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 don't be afraid. Follow me. Follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. I'll use you to restore lives. I will take your work. I'll transform your work. I'll restore your work so that your work transforms lives and restores lives I'll make you fishers of men he wants to use your work to restore people's lives just simply the the work the skill that he has given you he he wants to use that to restore people's lives some of you are on the medical field and and man boy you you restore lives and you're there you're restoring, restoring lives some of you in the food business You're selling people food. You're giving people food in order to restore their life and restore their energy. Some of you in the the social services or the the, um, 
you know, police department and, 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 and all of that. And you're bringing justice and you're bringing uh, 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 compassion and healing and, and restoration to people through the social services counselors, bringing restoration to mind and emotion. Teachers bringing restoration to intelligence and knowledge. Every one of our jobs has a restorative aspect to life. And God is giving us purpose to, 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 to use our jobs and our work to restore people. Technology. You're giving us new toys to work with in order to give us life and make life better and make our work better. Something like, technology makes our work better? Yes, it's supposed to. If you just learn how to use it. Anyway, different aspect. Those of you IT people, you're like, amen. But it's supposed to bring restoration to people. When you show up to work tomorrow, whatever that work is, what does your work do to restore people or restore the goods that they have or restore their, their health or their mind or their body? How does your work restore people and give people hope? And you can bring the kingdom close to people because you are helping restore their life. But also to those around you, your co-workers, Boy, do they ever need to see restored work in action, right? To see not just activity, because we can all show up and do activity, but activity to achieve a specific purpose. They need to see the purpose, and they need to see the purpose from every one of us as a part of the kingdom so that they can want more of the kingdom and know that the kingdom is, is, is close, even though they can't pinpoint it, even though they can't figure it out or whatever. You're just like, I have a restored purpose to work that's what God wants for every one of us and every one of our, of, our, of our jobs and when we show up tomorrow that's what he wants from us and one of these days this, this church will go out to other parts of America and other parts of the world to utilize our job healthcare, teaching, technology social services in order to restore and bring the kingdom close to communities that are broken. And when we do that, we'll actually f find out it's easier to do it here when we've done it somewhere over there. It's great. That's awesome. Restored work. Sounds nice. Better than broken work. So what? So what? What now? How do, I, how do I get this? First of all, if this is not a new concept and this is something that you're just like, yeah, okay, I've kind of heard this before and, 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 and stuff because it kind of preached on this idea from time to time. And, you know, I, I try and I, I, I hope to be that. And, and you know what? Keep growing. Keep growing. We'll never be perfect in this. I struggle from time to time to keep this mindset. Anytime we're trying to change our mindset, we've got to train our mind in something new. So, so we train our mind one way or another, either reminders or getting up. You're thinking, I'm, I'm, a, I, I, I'm, I'm to restore people to the kingdom today or do just what, a little bit, whatever. We've got to train our mind, and, and it's a growth process. Just keep growing. If this is something, something that you're like, yeah, 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 I want that, and, and, and I'm trying that, and so, just keep growing. 
Second, don't quit your day job. If you're, if you're like, you know what, the discouragement part of work, yeah, I get that, that's me. I wake up on Monday living for Friday. Well, wake up on this Monday with a completely different mindset that you're showing up there to restore people. Through your work, through the relationships you have with your co-workers, you're there to restore people. And ask God to, 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 to show you how you restore people, how to restore people, how He wants you to restore people, how you, He wants you to bring the kingdom close in your, in your setting. And maybe He has something bigger for you down the road where you're helping give clean water or helping with, 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 with actually you know, restoring some sort of broken part of the society and he gives you this vision. Don't quit your day job. Walk in that. Following Jesus doesn't mean as soon as we get an inkling of an idea, we don't quit our day job. Follow him and moonlight in that. Ask him how he wants to, wants to use that to, 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 to lead you there. We're kind of getting involved with a, a, a ministry called Nightlight, and, and they uh, bring a restorative aspect to strippers and prostitutes of bringing them out of that industry. She started getting this inclination, the leader of, of, of this ministry in this area started getting this, this idea and this inclination, and, 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 and she's like, I, I don't even know how to start. And then people started coming to her, like state troopers, Think, I know this person, she's in prostitution, she's a stripper, but she wants out. Can you help her? Start finding her. If God wants you to do it, he'll figure out a way for it to find you. Take steps in that direction. The, Peter didn't leave all and follow Jesus the first time he encountered Jesus. It was over a period of weeks or maybe even months. We don't know the time period. But start stepping in that direction. And if you showed up today and, and you walked in a non-fan of Jesus and a non-fan of church and a non-fan of God, but wherever you're here, you're here, but something clicked. And you're like, you know what? If that God wants to restore my work or if he intended for my work to be purposeful and, and if this story is true and, and if he, that, that's the kind of Lord that I want. I want him to restore my, my life. There's going to be a couple of us in the back of the room. We want to, to be a safe people for you to be real. Like I came in here with all kinds of questions and my, all kinds of doubts and skepticisms. Can you tell me more about this guy? What, what, what needs to happen? What's going on here? What? We want to be a safe people for you to be able to ask these questions and that we'll pray with you and through, through this situation and through all this so that you can see the God who brings restoration. As we have our time of reflection, it's pretty simple. How does God want to restore your work to achieve a specific purpose? And that purpose is to bring restoration to others.
Those of you that are students, your work is being a student. That's your work. So how do you bring a restorative work to that? And live that out in your school setting where your classmates need to see a restored work in that setting. God wants you to achieve in your work. He wants you to achieve a specific purpose in your work. He wants to provide for you through your work. Most of all, He wants to use you to restore people to His kingdom. He wants to use your work to do that. How does God want to use you to restore people's lives through your work? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this time. I just pray that you will work through people's hearts and work through their lives and let them see you and see that you designed this earth a certain way and, and you designed it in a way that you wanted, wanted to be obvious that you'd provide for people and be obvious that you'd provide for us. But, but it got broken. I pray, Lord, that, that, that something sweeps, sweeps over people's heart, that even though life might be difficult, even though life uh, may, may have it, it will have its ups and downs and, and work will have its ups and downs and its successes and its, and its, and its dry days, but, but ultimately that we, we see the vision of you wanting to produce results to us and the results of fishing for men and restoring lives. Speak to every one of us and allow us to see that you want to restore lives and restore our life and restore our work. And that we start walking out in that. And as we listen and we hear and we obey, that, that you will see, maybe it's a fish at a time, but, but we'll see you produce results because we're following you. But let us always always have that vision have that in our minds that you will make things better as we follow you thank you love you in your name we pray amen go ahead and stand with us as the band plays worship the God that restores your work Thank you for listening to the Crosspoint Fellowship Podcast. You can subscribe to our daily blog at cpf.me.